0: Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. How are you coping with this quarantine? Where I am, it's week number 7 and I know that this probably sounds like I'm complaining uh in the first world. <laughs> but 7 weeks, I mean, it's quite a lot and uh, it makes you think. I've uh, in the previous podcast I talk about a lot about you know people who are working, still working during these conditions a lot of people who lost their jobs um and uh, are with no income can generate income and um you know business in general the state of business where it's going um and just you know it makes me think because you can only watch netflix and sit around and do nothing for so long be- before you become pissed off at yourself cuz i think that in general most people you know um when they're not productive they start feeling bad and um there was an interesting statistic here in the country where i live in that you know which things were ordered the most from online stores and those were weights during quarantine which i think is personally i since i, I go to the gym as well i think that that's a good thing, that people still want to work out, have healthy habits, you know, take care of their immune system, which is very important. And uh, it's better than 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 just, you know, lying on the couch all day. Uh, but at the same time, you know, ordering and buying weights is one thing. Actually using them and doing the exercise is something completely different. But let's say that people who order them, that they're doing something. But as we all know, you know, uh, some most of those weights will be under the bed. But like I'm saying, please do take care of yourself. Take care of your uh, immune system. You know, get educated on what kind of vitamins and nutrients your body needs to consume in order to get that immune system as strong as possible. But enough of this because I'm not an expert at that. So, uh, I wanted to talk about a little bit about productivity. Now, I'm somebody who struggled with productivity on times like this. Uh, either in the past when, you know, if you lose your job, because I certainly did, uh, and you, you gotta do something, you gotta, you gotta either, um, Find another job, of course. Either have to learn something new. Uh, maybe learn some new skills in order to offer your ser- what you can offer to the world. And so on and so on. Um, so the thing that, that kind of doesn't work for me is um, during quarantine, especially in the beginning, I struggled with this. Um, You know, you stay in your sweatpants and in your tracksuit all day. That's thing number one. You get too comfortable. Getting too comfortable is is a big trick because then your productivity goes down. You don't feel like doing anything. Uh, You're like, okay, this is the start of the quarantine. I guess we have to stay home. And you end up doing really Fuck all, if I'm honest, if I can use this word. So, you know, what can you do in, in the contrary in order to to, um, to get those productivity levels a bit higher? So what I've found that it works for me is, is basically that I write down everything that I need to do. Um, I usually stick to six to seven things a day that I need to do and I write them down a day before that works best for me Uh, because in a way you're kind of tricking your mind that tomorrow you have something important and and you have a day that you need to plan on Uh, so you plan your activities I don't believe that you can manage time because you know when you say the word time management it's kind of silly I guess because um we all have twenty-four hours a day. We don't get anything more. Uh, we all have the same time. If you're a billionaire or if you're a homeless person, we you know both those two people get twenty-four hours a day. Now we can go into debate and complain how their positions in life are different, but you know I see that just a waste of time because we know that the problem is elsewhere that that happened. Um, but anyway, you know. So how how do you plan those 24 hours? Well, me personally, I I like to sleep. I'm not one of those people who's like, you only need four to five hours of sleep. That's more than enough. No, I need my eight hours in order to function properly because otherwise I'm going to be miserable and I'm going to be useless the whole day. All right, so really think about, you know, from which, when to when to sleep Usually, the best for me is between 10 uh, pm, you know, that I go to sleep and I wake up at 6 a.m. I, I function the most normally. I have a normal morning. I can have a normal uh, morning routine. I can go over of the task that I wrote yesterday, have breakfast in, in, in peace uh, and, and start working on that first task. And when you're working on those tasks, it's better to start with the tasks that are most profitable. So look, especially, I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, look at the ones that can bring you the most money the fastest and work on those first. Focus on those first and don't go to the next task until you finish the first one. Pay. There are days that you won't finish, let's say, there are days that I don't finish all those six or seven tasks that I write down, but those that do not finish go on the, the list the next day. I need to keep reminding myself to complete everything that I've planned out. So like I'm saying, you can't really manage time, you can only manage activities. So this is something that's been working for me and you can try it as well. Second thing is that, uh, I start working in 50-minute chunks. So I would work for 50 minutes, uh, then I would have a break. Uh, pff, let's say I would have, I don't know, 15 minute, fifty minutes of work, 15-minute breaks. And then fifteen fifty minutes of work, 15-minute break. And I would, you know, because I have a more kind of a steady routine, uh, now during quarantine, I would know exactly when I would eat as well. So that kind of an organization helps, and uh, trust me when I say to you, I'm I'm telling you this as a very unorganized person. I I mean, usually not not everybody, but like what a lot of entrepreneurs don't tell you is when we have ideas and creative thoughts and uh, our creative process. A lot of us are not that organized. I mean we can be brilliant at coming up with something and coming up with great ideas and all these things and and seeing the way how we can put them in reality but we need somebody to do the all the the the, the stuff that we don't like to do especially for example for me I don't like handling any kind of bureaucracy I mean it it pisses me off it bores me out and and it I lose my will to live Right when I when I do something like that, so you know you have assistance. If you don't, you can have a virtual assistant. Anything is possible. The important thing is that you respect your time as much, and you don't try to do any everything yourself. And I know that that's really difficult if you're just starting out and if you are, you don't have like a big budget. But you gotta have somebody who can do the stuff that, that you're not willing to do or you're simply not good at. And if that means organizing your, your whole shit, uh, if that means organizing your whole day, whatever it is, you know, have that. You know, have a person like that who can help you out. Uh, because you're going to be way more effective and way more productive. Okay, the, the next thing that, that I like to do uh, is getting dressed up. Now you know during quarantine now we all wake up <laughs> you know we go to the to the washroom wash ourselves up brush our, our teeth have breakfast have breakfast put on the sweatpants <laughs> right it's comfortable it's nice it's cool but i can tell you that energetically you will feel different when you put on your regular clothes that you would usually have to work on uh, what i like to do if i'm making um sales calls in order to feel more professional sometimes i would dress myself in a, i would dress in a suit i would just put on a suit and start making calls because i would feel completely different even if i'm doing it from home uh now if I have experience, I've done a lot of selling, you know, in the field. I actually wake up, do all my stuff, you know, get dressed and get out there and start talking to people, um, start talking to businesses, to other entrepreneurs because I need to sell my product. Uh, That was way more effective. Now, during quarantine, we have to do everything online. So even if you have to keep your sales up, Schedule those sales meetings, those appointments via Zoom, Facetime, Skype, whatever it is you need to do. I, I mean, if you haven't been using these these apps or these, um, let's say, uh, things, computer things that can help you. (laughs) I know that sounds silly, but if you haven't used those apps before, start using them now. Because one thing is that you start creating your online campaigns. But the other thing is where you can actually talk to people online like it would be face-to-face. And if you're an entrepreneur like me who likes to talk to people face-to-face, likes to see their emotions, their reactions, ask them questions in order to get as much possible knowledge uh, if you are the right fit in order to help their business... Or if your product or service is the right fit for them, then do as much of that as possible. So, uh, still still do your sales calls in order to schedule video calls, in order to schedule video appointments. I mean, maybe this will be the new normal. Who knows? Maybe all the business will, will go online. So... This is something that that can be interesting, and anybody who knows me, well, I know that a lot of you don't, because I'm a completely unknown person <laughs> who started doing podcasts. But anyway, I'm I'm a big believer in in uh, new technologies, but at the same time, I'm a big believer in in privacy and freedom, and that is why. And bear in mind, I'm not promoting anything here now, okay? But the thing is that since I'm a big believer in all of that, um, I, I became two years, two, three years ago, I became a big believer in blockchain technology. Because I think that is a technology for the future. It's a decentralized system in order to give people freedom and privacy that they need. And I'm working. On a project that that basically can deliver more privacy, in especially in telecommunications, uh, when it comes to with the new technology with blockchain. So communicating via blockchain with with more privacy uh, and uh, more freedom at the same time. Because let's be honest, I know every. Th- ever since you know the uh, Edward Snowden started became a whistleblower and came out with all these kind of things that I'm sure you all are aware about uh, we started to become uh, more aware about the everyday surveillance that that we uh, experience and our Cell phones are nothing but big trackers that we carry with ourselves all the time uh, and of course, it's very easy to listen to all of us our conversations now I'm defending personal privacy as much as I can, and I don't think that anybody has the any business to listen or or uh you know to to breach your privacy in such a way that they would be able to listen to your phone calls, read your, read your texts or emails, but that's the reality of today. Uh, everything today is monitored. Uh, every, every piece of data is saved and every piece of data is copied. And when I'm talking about blockchain, I'm not talking about uh, necessarily about cryptocurrencies because these are two very different um, different words I mean these two words these two not two just words sorry you can see that English is not my first language these are two very different things cryptocurrency is a digital form of money that uses blockchain technology for transactions And it's done in decentralized way, which means that there's no central authority that controls the network. The users who are using the blockchain are the ones who are controlling the the network and are confirming all these transactions. So it's safer, better, more effective and faster than the regular banking system, for example. Is the banking system gonna go away? Probably not. Of course not. I don't. I don't believe so. I think that they have too much financial power in order to 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 be completely re- replaced by by some new technology, or they they're gonna do their own version of blockchain. Who knows? But when I'm talking about decentralized projects that are not only based on cryptocurrency that can actually give people freedom to communicate with each other without data being copied because listen to this okay blockchain does not allow copying you have data blocks that are connected uh, one after the other in the blockchain and if i want to send some kind of a message transaction communication whatever from one data block to the other once it go once it goes to another data block it leaves my data block And there is no more information there. And it goes to the next data block where I sent it. And it's not being copied on my, like in a regular server situation. I'm not the world's most technical person, but I understand the way this works. So bear with me if, if I don't explain it in a more technical way. I'm trying to explain it so everybody could understand. So it leaves my data block. It's now in the data block of somebody that is let's say controlled or owned by somebody else and it's not being copied which is really important so uh, let's give the example of an email you send an email it's being copied on your server and it goes to this other person's server and it's being copied there as well why it's being copied because you can find it in your send folder And the fact, if you've listened to whistleblowers like Snowden and and people like that, even if you erase that email, it's never really permanently erased. Because once I've listened to Oprah, uh, who said, never send anything in an email that somebody can use in court against you. That's a good advice. That's a good advice from a very smart billionaire woman, (laughs) right? Probably she knows better. I mean, she made billions, so why not listen to advice like that? Never send anything in an email that somebody can use in court, because even if you erase erase it, it can be retrieved back and used against you. Uh, which, which for a business person, entrepreneur, this is extremely, extremely important that that you um, that you basically keep your privacy that uh, you keep your uh, business communications secure and of course when it comes to industry espionage these kind of projects could help so there's already on the market yeah completely secure blockchain phone Uh, but like I'm saying I'm not promoting anything it's just a very interesting project that I've been a part of that uh, worked on that I've promoted it and uh, I believe in a future like that and when it comes to database because blockchain in a way is a huge giant database um it's it's something that i think a lot of companies and a lot of industries will implement in their business uh, models because if you have a network that cannot be breached that cannot be hacked uh, this is this is definitely something useful you know if you don't believe me you don't have to but Google it and, and learn for yourself about blockchain technology, and you'll see why is it more secure than a regular uh, database, right? So, this is something that that I truly believe is, is uh, a way into the future. Uh, now, since we talked about that, and we're still in quarantine, like, how, what, I'm really interested to know, like, what, entrepreneurs do also with their time um during what most people actually do not just entrepreneurs um, during um during quarantine you know are you learning any new skills as a perfect time to to read books i mean reading a lot of books is always beneficial it's a perfect time maybe to learn a new language now i started learning russian Uh, it's just fascinating to me it's interesting You never know, you know, when this quarantine is going to be over, I'm going to travel to the countries like Belarus and Russia as well. I intend to. You never know who you're going to meet. And you're richer for another language. And today, uh, I think if you can speak English, German, um, Russian, Spanish, of course, and Chinese, I think that you can conquer the world especially business-wise. I mean, if you can speak those five languages, of course, it's difficult and impressive somebody to speak five languages. I know that. But if somebody could speak those five languages and and have, have at least a little bit of a business sense, I mean, I think that the person like that could conquer the world, seriously. But so I started learning Russian. it's it's really uh, fascinating. It's quite a difficult language when it comes to pronunciation. Uh, I thought that it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be easier for me because I my mother tongue is also Slavic. Uh, but it's not uh, so, yeah, learning a little bit of Russian every single day and it helps you learn vocabulary. And this is maybe my personal experience. I like to most of all learn voc- vocabulary. I, I've, got, I've got in touch with some people uh, who speak uh, Russian fluently. So I have video chats then with them in order to practice uh, my vocabulary. In order to, for them to correct me, you know, the right formation of sentences and so on. Um, th- this is one. Like I said, reading, obviously... Working out is um, something that you can do as well because emotionally, at least for me, you know, if I, I became static and if I become static and I start watching, I don't know, television, Netflix or movies or whatever for a long period of time, when I, uh, my subconscious mind is star- starting, you know, to really bug me and tell me you you haven't done anything today. Uh, you're not productive, you're not doing anything useful with your creative energy, with your body, you're not doing anything, and and it really screws me up. I mean, it totally fucks me in my head. So one thing that helps me hold everything together emotionally is is working out, and uh, that working out to to me is very important. I, I mean, and, you know, being fit during quarantine helps and apparently i mean i've read many articles that when it comes to covid19 uh people who are overweight and have weight problems have also problems with this this disease of you know the way it affects them but um look it up for yourself apparently being obese is is really bad uh Well, not bad in general, but when you... I mean, it is bad in general, of course, but when if you have COVID-19, it's even worse. Uh, Right? And the second thing, uh, since I like to travel, when I do watch something, I I like to watch stuff where I learn something. Um, So I love to travel, and I've always been interested in... All the strange places in the world, even if they are not travel friendly, if I know, if you know what I mean. So, for example, um, last couple of years in, in the media, you know, we've been bombarded by by different countries which are supposed to be evil, and so on, but. You know, to me, that sparks interest because I always want to see how people live in that country. Um, like, for example, North Korea. Now, bear in mind, I'm not a supporter of North Korean regime. I don't agree with it. Um, but I, I'm extremely intrigued and curious to see how it actually looks like to be in Pyongyang. Now, yeah, you can watch a lot of YouTube videos from real travelers of their experience. Uh, Obviously, that when you travel there, you are on a tour. Uh, You can only see what they allow you to see or what they want you to see. Uh, So, you don't experience the real North Korea and you cannot really talk to the people that that you know that will uh, tell you authentically what they feel about uh, living there or what they feel about the regime, because they're they they would be scared to do so. At least that that's my opinion, and that's what my feeling is from watching all those videos. Um, because you know you you never know what the news is really telling you, because news is nothing but big business, and for them it's. Uh, just it's important. The ratings are important because the ratings bring more advertising dollars. So you really have to find independent sources uh, of research journalism in in order to get better information. And one of them is a YouTube channel called Visual Politic. Um, I suggest you know if if you want to get uh, like a more realistic view of of the news and the state of different countries and you know profiles of different dictators and everything like that. Check that channel out. It's it's awesome. Uh the guy who I forgot his name, I'm sorry, but the guy who, who makes that channel is creating really fantastic content. And one of the things that I've, I've been really fascinated about are the republics in Central Asia, which is former Soviet republics like Turkmenistan and Uzbekistan. Um, and Turkmenistan is fascinating because, well, bo- in both countries, the they are, you know, they have dictators since 91, since the fall of Soviet Union. They've both been uh, former communists, um, which later on became dictators and also people of faith. Right in Uzbekistan, I think it's Islam Karimo in Turkmenistan is I think he calls himself Turkmen Pasha yeah. And Turkmenistan is is so bizarre because this guy uh, like built his capital city from nothing but imported mar- white marble from from Italy. And I can't imagine how much that must have cost in order to do that. But then I also learned that Turkmenistan is a country that has third its third largest reserves of natural gas in the world, right behind Russia and Qatar. And so this guy is making money from there. And they sell a lot of lot of that natural gas to China. Now, second interesting thing is that. In the times of former Soviet Union, the Russians wanted to exploit the, those natural gas reserves even more. So they've created an ecological catastrophe um, that's been over there for more than 30 years. So they tried to extract the natural gas from the ground. And in order to do that, you got to build a plant. And this plant is somewhere not far from Caspian Sea, actually, but that part of the uh, the countryside you could say is a desert and below that de- desert is a cave so where i live we also have caves but those caves uh, caves are from limestone so it you know they don't they won't fall apart just like that but in the desert this is something completely different and they've done zero geological research in order to ext- in order to basically learn is it is it safe to extract that natural gas Via the traditional method of that of that time, so they started building um this plant, and the whole thing collapsed into the ground and there's a giant crater uh in diameter of i don't know thirty or to fifty meters i don't know how much that is in yards in imperial um measurements i think sixty seventy yards right something like that uh So then another problem uh, was uh, because of this crater, now this natural gas that is there, it started to go out into the air all the time. And at that time, they thought that the solution to this is to put everything on fire. (laughs) Can you imagine that? Now, there's a giant crater in Turkmenistan that is on fire all the time all the time for the past 30 years it's been on fire and it's still on fire because natural gas is just going out and because this is a you know fiery gas it's gonna be on fire i said on fire a lot probably too much anyway so it's still there and this dictator uses that in order to shoot his videos so he bought himself a monster truck he drives around this crater on fire which some people call gates of hell and he shoots videos with it and he also has a music music video which is him with keyboards in his palace playing keyboard just with one hand like a you know like a dope dj right and 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 singing the song that he wrote and he wrote the song about his country Turkmenistan it's how it's great and all patriotic song right and there are shots in that music video of him driving a monster truck around this crater i mean i don't know if i should say that this is the most bizarre thing that i've ever heard or or that this is the most gangster thing that I've ever heard because literally anybody who I talked to about this uh, <laughs> said every literally every my my every guy friend said I want to be a dictator like that. <laughs> like this is really I mean it, it's it's funny as hell, and so he wrote this patriot patriotic song that he made a music video. And everybody in the country must know the lyrics to this song. To, <laughs> I don't know what to say, but I kind of, you know, I kind of understand my friends when they say, "I want to be a dictator like that, man." That that should that that'd be really cool. It it's just it's just the most bizarre thing that you can that you can imagine. Really, the most bizarre, ridiculous thing that I've ever heard. But hey, you know what? It's 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 interesting. There's also, um, uh, for example, yeah, uh, in a country called Uzbekistan, which is a neighbor country uh, to Turkmenistan, the the dictator or the president, quote unquote president there is um, Islam Karimov. Yeah, Islam Karimov. And he's also been in power since, you know, 91. And his daughter is a pop star. (laughs) A pop star who released many albums. And imagine, like, you're a dictator, your daughter's a pop star, and you you say to all of your citizens, you gotta buy her album. (laughs) She's the best-selling artist in Uzbekistan. (laughs) If anybody from Uzbekistan is listening to this... I mean, please get in touch with me. I mean, I don't know. Send me an email, whatever. Tell me if this is true or, or if this, what I read online is is, is garbage. I don't know, but th- this this is funny as hell, right? This really is funny as hell. Make your people learn your your song or make your people buy your daughter's album. <laughs> this is just too funny. If you're still listening, thank you. I think this is enough for the second podcast but hey you know whatever it is give me some feedback you can visit my website andreyurek.com uh, which is spelled differently than you think which is a-n-d-r-e-j-u-r-e-k.com A- a-n-d-r-e-j-u-r-e-k.com and you can get in touch with me um, give me some feedback on this podcast or even tell me what you want me to talk about you know yes this is more of a channel to talk about entrepreneurship but hey today we started going into <laughs> dictators of central asia why not that could be a fun conversation too but hey thank you for listening uh talk soon on the next one yeah bye